1: And if you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps.
0: Well, welcome everyone to Sundance 2021. And uh, this is a different year. We are live from Sundance right now, which means we're (laughs) individually
2: in our own houses. (laughs) If you look at the screenshot... Of us right now, we actually look like we're in Park City. It's freezing.
1: <laughs> it is. It's freezing. Frostbite it. in California. Jesus. Yeah.
0: I actually, for every interview, was going to wear the jacket that I just bought that would be great for Sundance just to feel <laughs> like I'm at Sundance. <laughs> and maybe I'd bring like a big old thing of water to every interview. Like, oh, just, God. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I think, I think doing interviews whenever freely from our homes is is a nice change, but I, I am going to miss being there and getting all the swag. Let's be let's be honest jar. I-
2: that's very yeah, true. Too. <laughs>
0: um, no, so I, and you, you probably haven't caught it. And I don't know if you saw it in the text that Shara and I were sending back and forth, but I started seeing the first one I saw was Bloody Nose Empty Pockets. Mm. And that they're like a year ago today, we were at Sundance. So I'm like, oh man, a year mm-hmm. has gone by already. And I, yeah, I'm having some serious FOMO because last year was very fun.
1: It was. Every year has been fun. I mean, I it was that, exhausting, but it was really fun. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be. If you're there, yeah, yeah, yeah. think of it. You better be exhausted, otherwise, you're not doing it right.
2: the The oh. first, the first reminder, <laughs> the first reminder uh, pick that I saw was of me putting gas in the tank before our what? road trip. <laughs> And I was just like, oh, man, we're not gonna-. It was like that's that's M- mine and edges jam every year just driving down yeah. there in the and middle of the night. Me-
1: what did you introduce me to? It's not Dutch oven. That coffee. Dutch what is it called? Dutch
2: Brothers <laughs> coffee. Dutch Brothers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's
0: That's fun. That's a different kind of coffee, Ange.
2: Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, oven. and then I yeah, and then I and then I I went into the rabbit hole of seeing all the pictures from last year where you know we were with. Uh, uh our our buddy shoshana and we were at the high west tasting and then um the uh the very last um what was it the last uh uh press line that we did with tessa thompson and then of course you know ron howard and the, the go-go well, of course all of these things it's just like i was just like wow it's it's so different doing a virtual fest so this different. year I mean, obviously very happy to be able to cover and have the opportunity to do 100%. this again, but it's just so, it's just such a bummer that, you know, I thought, I thought, you know, after the after our first experience and our second experience, I was like, man, we're gonna be going to Park City every year for the rest of our lives. Yes.
1: And we will, we'll be back again, hopefully yeah. by 2022.
2: It would be
0: so nice. Yeah, get our shit together. <laughs> um but yeah so we are introducing the first interview from Sundance so happy to welcome to the show Debbie Lum she's the director of the documentary try harder with an exclamation point point. and uh she's a local so we're really stoked to have her on the show and we hope you enjoy this interview
1: Thank you for being here, Debbie. Thank you for having me. Can you give our listeners a little introduction to the film?
3: Sure. Um, try Harder follows five students as they try to get into the elite school of their dreams at a iconic San Francisco high school called Lowell High School. It's a documentary and it's in the U.S. documentary competition at Sundance.
1: And how did, you, how did this documentary come about? I know you're familiar with the tiger mom arena in general, but how did this story,
3: this story come about for you? How do you know that? Is that because of I'm Chinese or? <laughs> I
1: know no. your past
3: works. Yes. <laughs> we yeah. did some reading. We did some yeah. reading. A little bit of research, some Googling, if you will. Yeah. I just want to say for the record that my mother was not a tiger mother. <laughs> Good for you. I'm trying very hard not to be one myself. Um... <laughs> Um, well, I'm not from San Francisco. I actually grew up in the Midwest in a place very different from San Francisco. But of course, whenever I moved here, you know, Lowell is famous. It's um, infamous. It's known as this very high achieving, pretty stressful, competitive um, Asian American high school. It's really known as this sort of Asian American high school. It's um, selective admission so in order to get in you actually have to take a test or perform very well in high school and it's been like a majority Asian American student body for many decades not without controversy um, you know there's been a lot of talk over who should be allowed to get into Lowell high school um, but I actually was was interested in the you know, I am a parent. I have three kids. Um, they're pretty young, um, but even at the age of like kindergarten, pre-K, the parents around me were completely freaking out about college. You know, at like three years old, and so I was interested in in what it would be like for these kids going through the college admissions journey, which had, you know, I had heard had completely changed since when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. um, and going to college. Um, I mean, I applied to like four colleges, I think I remember. Um, and now kids are applying to 30 colleges just to get into a school that they, they want to go to. So,
0: yeah. And, and I wanted to ask you, how did you land on your subjects? Because I mean, Ange and I are, uh, we're documentary filmmakers <laughs> and uh, we're, we're just working on our first documentary and it's really, Uh, I think it's hard to figure out the storylines and which stories you really want to stick with. And I'm guessing you probably had more kids than not um, that you wanted to tell stories about. So how did you land on the ones that you, you did?
3: Yeah, that was hard. I mean, it was hard and it was easy. You know, there were, Lowell High School is the biggest public high school in San Francisco, I believe. And the class of senior, we wanted to focus on seniors. There were 650 kids in that class. We interviewed hundreds Jeez. of kids. Ooh, wow. Yeah. And <laughs> honestly, we could have, I, we, we felt like we could have dropped a pin and, and just chosen anyone. They, they were mm-hmm. all such great kids and fascinating. And um, But we were kind of looking at it through this lens of um, the storyline of trying to get into a, a top college. Um, And so we did follow more than the ones that ended up in the film, but, you know, it ended up being a sort of ensemble of kids who have, um, you know, are different and related to make a cohesive story, but I will say that um, the first kid that we met was one was um, I mean if you see our film, Alvin is one of the first kids oh, that we met. We could talk oh, about and- Alvin for the whole interview. To, yeah, we're gonna we'll get, get to Alvin. It. We are <laughs> texting about Alvin, actually. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, love that kid. Alvin. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So and we always I mean, like I knew instantly I was gonna wanna I mean I would have made a whole film about him. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd make a, a reality series about—not a reality yes. TV, but just like a series. Well, <laughs> well, yes. follow up, a follow-up,
1: a follow-up, just on Alvin, absolutely.
0: I was going to say a couple of those stories you could have little spin-offs of, but anyways.
3: <laughs> yeah, and I, that so is I'm not. Yeah, sorry, not, and I don't like to play favorites, but like you know, so that is like every single kid in our our film, we just totally fell in love with you know Ian, Sophia and Shay and Rachel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. And so, wait, so different. With, and it's sort of like an inkblot. I feel like some people uh, gravitate towards certain characters. Who are you? Yeah. Are you a Shay? Or <laughs> are, you are you an Alvin? Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm an Ian for sure.
3: <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Okay. I'm waiting for the wisecracks then. Yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> oh, well look at where her, her background <laughs> is. I mean, come on. i trying
0: to kiss a classroom I know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, but it, it's funny because I I went to San Francisco state, which is just right by Lowell. And I'm quite certain that the Lowell high school kids were more stressed out than I was in college. <laughs> I have just like, I, I just felt bad. I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just kind of chilling, you know, going to school. But the same as you, I, I applied to maybe three state schools. I didn't apply to any other types of colleges because I didn't want to write an essay. You know, it's just, um, it was just such a different reality for me back then. But something that I did appreciate about um, your documentary is the teachers really did stress you know, you, you want to go to these Ivy league schools, sure, but that's not the end all be all, you know, and that's not the only route. And I did, um, it reminded me of, uh, Michelle Obama's documentary becoming, she says, you know, I've sat in rooms with these prestigious, you know, the smartest of the smart. And she's like, and, and then you slowly realize they're no better than me. I deserve to be here too. You know, it, it's good if you get into an Ivy league, but that's, there's still other, other routes to get where you want to go. And I like that the teachers were pushing that, that theory as well.
3: Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's sort of the whole ecosystem. And I think sometimes Lowell gets a bad rap for, you know, for many reasons, you know, it's just, it's different, it's different from the other high schools. Um, but the teachers there um, that we met, especially in the science wing were, they, they knew all of their kids, their students, you know, they knew them, they were, you know, they, um, nurtured these kids. They they, didn't, you know, I, I think Lowell students get um, typecast as like data points or, you know, robotic test taking machines, right? But the teachers at Lowell all, you know, lived and breathed with their kids and um, really knew each one of them individually and sort of, I think that's where that comes from. You know, it's like, um, there's and, and the kids too, you know, because we we could we could make you know we we shot like 300 hours of footage so we could make a series of, of of something with all of that but and so much that we had to leave on the cutting room floor but one of the things um, the kids said that wasn't wasn't included in the film is that you know despite the crushing you know the crushing weight of rejection and failure that applying to college entails today that um, you know the learning at Lowell and and being at Lowell, being in a school where you care about um just caring about school alone is was a positive thing for them so yeah it has no no go ahead no i mean it, it's extreme we've got like we're it's we're we've taken it to an extreme i think where people really need to just step back a little mm-hmm. and just Relax, freeze, you know. mm-hmm. freeze. enjoy yeah.
1: your teen years a little bit if you can. Yeah, I was going to say that's why I loved Ian's
0: mom. I mean, she <laughs> she should write a book um, mm-hmm. and the way in the way to parent and like nurture your kids creativity. I loved I loved her. Um, but as you were filming this, you know, as someone who has more experience than these kids and Asian-American, was there ever moments where you were sort of like, it's going to be OK, <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah. like, it's this isn't just the life right now like you're there are way more experiences that you're gonna have
3: yeah you know I mean we just wanted to give them all a big hug the whole time you know yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: I mean it is really hard I think when you're in that situation um it's you're just so caught up in it um it's really hard to get perspective and get a distance and that's sort of that's basically what I wanted to do with this film was to hold up a mirror on the this intense journey so that people could just reflect on what it all means for them um, and uh, I mean one of the um, one of the adults that I I interviewed who was the president of the PTA PTSA they call okay. it um and a parent at at Lowell, um, she said that there's two types of parents, um, ones that have gone through the college application journey and ones who have not.
2: And Mm. when you get
3: to the other side, you have a very different perspective on it, but you can't not, you have to go through it. It's like, you know, you have to get, go through that, um, you know, that crazy process yourself before you can really get some perspective
1: yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, that and and that's what I wanted to ask you as well. Like after these parents watched the documentary, did they have some perspective? And did certain things kind of click? Or what was what were a lot of their reactions, especially towards you? I'm sure you must have been nervous to have them see it. You know, anytime your subject watches uh, your your project, it's just
3: stressful. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good question. And like. Um... I'm gonna have to come back to you on that one, (laughs) is that okay? Okay, yeah, of course. (laughs) Yeah, we'll have a part two, happily.
0: Well, I was gonna say, what really surprised you about this filmmaking experience?
3: What surprised me? You know what? It was, um, it's like you can read about it in the papers, it makes headlines and um, you can, you know, you, you hear how terrible it is, but to actually watch kids go through it, it's um, I think it really changes your notion of childhood today. You know, mm-hmm. school has become kind of a job for a lot of kids. And I mean, especially now during COVID, it's um, when kids are, I mean, it's the joy of community and of being together um, and to and growing together is really robbed of you in covid it's really mm-hmm. like really hard i think the impact of this system is really it, it it's something that you know kids are resilient and when they're in high school they are superhuman, human but it's the long-term impact of it that worries me i just want to like go back to the, the the moms and and the parents i love the moms in our film and i you know, they each one has their own different perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, um, you can, I think what's, um, you know, it's, you can really relate to what they are doing, even if it is a little crazy <laughs> at times. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I think it's more of the system that we're in that really is the problem you know yeah. I mean one of the things that we that wasn't in the film either is you know it's not a it's not a front line it's not an issue-oriented film it's really more of a journey about character and identity but when you look at the the what's going on with college admissions there is a huge amount of money poured into mm. marketing of these elite brand name colleges so that more and more students will apply, and then more and more students will get rejected, and their selectivity increases, so that they look much better and much more, you know, um, desirable. And there's even this term called recruit to deny, um, which really doesn't, you know, I mean, if you're if you're an institution that's all about learning, um, that doesn't bode well for the student who is supposedly doing the learning, you know, um, it's, it's really, it's really too hard. I think on kids today.
1: I think that's a good point. And I do like that you show, you know, there's this umbrella of Asian American, but the experiences are so different across the board. I mean, even Erin and I, you know, experiences are completely different from each other's and from the kids in here. So I just like that you show a glimpse of, you know, you, you use this umbrella term and it's just, but still, there's just so many layers between that. and, And it's just so much deeper than, than just that. And I think it's important for people to know that, that these cultures are so rich and different and the experiences are so uniquely their own
3: yeah and you know their identity as asian americans um the 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 students who are asian american in the film is very much something they're wrestling with in um, you know in a really conscious way when it comes to the college application process and in in reality that's such a constructed idea you know they're just kids you know students mm-hmm. in school and um they, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's some, it's sort of become a game of numbers for a lot of students. So it's, it's just a, it's a funny way to kind of go into adulthood, to think of yourself along the lines of like, which box do I check and, mm-hmm. you know, how do I measure up against another person? Um, yeah.
0: And I I do want to touch on a little bit um, before we start wrapping up on Rachel's story. I really appreciated that story and um, digging into a little bit of the racism <laughs> that she encounters at Lowell and in her life. But I loved I loved that story and 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 I'm so glad you focused on her.
3: Yeah, you know Rachel is actually the kid that I that I personally identified with. That was sort of what my childhood was like. I grew yeah. up in a place like her where I went to a high school where I was. The different one, yep, and that kind of all the microaggressions that you experience for being different just go hand in hand with that. Um, and so at Lowell High School, you know, um, less when we were there, less than two percent of the students were African American, and um, Rachel, who's biracial, her mom is African American, um, and she lived with her mom as her mom's a single mom. She was the only African American student in the honor roll um, in her in her class, Mm -hmm. Um, and so I mean that sort of always being under the spotlight as the different one, being um, questioned whether or not you you deserve it. You know the whole imposter syndrome um, issue that comes like you know hand in hand with this sort of jockeying for number one and elitism who gets to be there who, who, who the exclusivity of you know the elite college system it's it's they it's like two sides of the same coin you know yeah um yeah and I mean the thing about it too is that um I know Lowell is dealing with some really difficult stuff and I don't think there is a you know a delicate way to talk about it I think it's just it's something that the community needs to deal with, but it's it's also just so much related to everyone trying. I think it's the whole thing about getting there at all costs, you know,
0: yeah, I also was thinking about I don't know why it came up when I was watching the film, and afterwards I'm like, yeah, this is not dazed and confused. <laughs> <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's like the polar opposite of that high school experience and it made me sad mm-hmm. you know you bought like you said it earlier in the interview you you should be having fun in high school mm-hmm. like I I just
3: I, and I think I don't know because like I I like again I'm, I'm not I'm a transplant so for all I mean I you know somebody if you had a call in this is our call-in show someone could um, i should have, my, I should have my
0: sister call in she went to galileo she's she's born and raised here but anyways yeah
3: i think lol used to be more relaxed used to be more of an all-around school that was my impression anyway used to have great sports teams used to have someone told me all the cute girls used to go <laughs> oh <laughs> not that they don't anymore but like <laughs> right that's where that's where they were that was i don't know oh. that's what i've heard um also, more um, maybe more diverse, you know, yeah, more multicultural, more African American students.
1: Well,
0: um, that's yeah. a whole San
1: Francisco. Story yeah, the city too. in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for shining a light on on this story and and yep. sharing these kids' stories because I just I always feel bad for kids these days with social media alone, you know, and now trying to get into school and defining what success is is just so different right now and uh and congratulations getting into Sundance yeah what, what are your next steps for this film what do you what do you hope comes out
3: of it oh thanks for asking yeah thank you um we would like everyone to see it mm-hmm. <laughs> you know we would we, we feel like it's a film that reaches so many audiences and it's so important for students to see it for parents to see it for the adults in the room that that sort of the industry of college um, application, you know, coaches and admissions officers and the gatekeepers and mm-hmm. and also the college students who have just been through it, you know, um, we would like, we feel like it's a film that reaches so many people and it's really important. It is, mm-hmm. you know, times are crazy and people really need kind of a reset, I feel like. Um,
0: right. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Debbie. It was such a pleasure having you on Bitch Talk. And we love Come it. back anytime. We love Try anytime. Harder so much. Yeah. Thank
3: you. Thank you. Thanks.
0: That was our interview with director Debbie Lum of the Sundance documentary film Try Harder. We had a really good time with her, but then we had an after hours conversation with her, <laughs> which man, I wish we could have recorded, but it's okay. It was really, she was great.
1: Our interview was really good. And then our after talk, I was like, oh man, this needs to be this needs Oh to yeah, be just, it but,
2: seemed like it just as always, things always happen. You know, all the fun stuff happens off the mic, right? And everything but right. Not, yeah, broke wide not open. Have been his-
1: it may not have been as candid if that recording light was on. So, Right, right. We, we will be meeting with Debbie again soon. And uh, yeah, had a really fun time. And this is the first of many. So we started off with a bang. Hopefully we keep it there. That's right. So
0: thanks for listening. And uh, Sundance, here we come.
1: If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com.
1: This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lim. My co host
0: is Angela Tabora, aka Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions.